You are now listening to Supernatural Breakthrough with Mike Signorelli. The unseen realm, ancient wisdom, and your freedom awaits in this episode. Remember, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, a new episode drops. Come on, let's jump right in. So I want to settle the question once and for all. I'm going to settle this question. Are you ready? And <laughs> We're going to deal with it today, and we are not going to back down until you get free. Am I saved if I struggle with secret sin? So make sure you give this video a thumbs up and make sure you subscribe right now because this is a place where you can get free and you can hear biblical answers to questions, not Pastor Mike's, not Pastor Mike's answer, but the word of God, okay? So I want to start with this. I want to start with, with you all understanding that a Christian is a new creation. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone and the new has come. This is 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 12. A Christian is not simply improved. Oh, it's just this improved version of me. The power of positive thinking, some guru stuff. No, this is the gospel. This is the power of God through the finished work of Jesus Christ that declares, I have made all things new. You are an entirely new creature. So you are in Christ. And for a Christian, that means that you are hidden in him, that you find, come on, you find your, um, your identity in him. And this new creation will not be destroyed. A Christian is redeemed for, you know, that it was not with perishable things such as silver or gold that you were redeemed from the empty way of life handed down to you from your forefathers. Come on. Some of you inherited generational sins, generational curses. There's predispositions to alcohol that come on. Some of you, your parents cheated. So you cheated. Some of you, uh, your parents were alcoholics and drug addicts. You found yourself in the same sin. And so it says we have not been handed down that from our forefathers, but the precious blood of Jesus, a lamb without blemish or defect. Come on. This is first Peter chapter one, verse 18 and 19. So understand that the word redeemed refers to being purchased. It means that a price has been paid. You are purchased at the cost of Christ's death. Like he literally died to redeem you. For a Christian to lose salvation, God himself would have to revoke his purchase or, or for, of the individual for whom he paid the precious blood of Christ. But <clears throat> I just want to say this. It's possible for him to say, I will never leave you, but it is possible for you to leave him. I've seen it all the time. So 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 18 and 19 is very clear that you've been redeemed. But I have seen people choose to walk away. They've said a, they've said a sinner's prayer. Come on. They've, they've said the sinner's prayer. They've signed up for the church programming. They go to every service when the doors are open. They read the Bible every day. They pray. Some of them have received deliverance, supernatural healing, and yet they walk away. So it is possible to walk away. It is possible. But why do we deal with secret sin? If all things have been made new, why have all things not been made perfect? Woo, that's a question for somebody. If all things have been made new, why have all things not been made perfect instantly? We are going through a process. The Bible says it's the perfecting of the saints. The Bible says that we go from glory to glory, ever increasing glory. The Bible says that we are going through a process of sanctification. 
So what I need you to understand is that God is changing you. Drop a comment right now if you're getting revelation. Talk to me in the chat. I want to watch it. So understand this. Christ is justified. He's justified you. This is in Romans chapter five, verse one. Therefore, it's very simple. Come on, I'm gonna read to you. Romans chapter five, verse one. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So we've been justified, we've been redeemed, but we have not been instantaneously made perfect. We're going through a process. We're going through a process. But let's talk about secret sin because all of us have it. All of us have it. We have these things in our life we just can't get over. We have these things in our life we just can't seem to get past. And in wisdom, God wants you to know that you don't have to struggle like that. You don't have to go through life alone. The Bible does also say that confess your sins one to another, that you may be healed. So there's a healing that comes through exposure. There's a healing that comes through admitting. But we go to these churches that are more like museums for saints than they are hospitals for sinners. We go to these churches where you feel like if you admitted your secret sin, you're going to be disconnected. You're going to be forsaken. We go to these churches where the, the pastor is addicted to pornography, but heaven forbid you be addicted to, porno to pornography. We go to these churches where, um, you know, you, you can't be comfortable confessing your sin because you feel like you're going to be kicked out for confessing your sin. And so if you've been in one of those churches and you come on, can I get an Amen. But I'm here to tell you the truth, and the truth of God is very simple. The truth of God is that until you start confessing to other believers, until you come out of the darkness into the light, until you start finding somebody you can be accountable for, you are going to miss out on what God has for you. So I need you to understand that you struggle with secret sin because you struggle with, with fear. That's one of the enemies that you struggle with is fear. Fear of what? Fear of rejection. Fear of being cast aside. Fear of being, uh, fear of being like uh, forsaken by your friends, by your community. Number two, though, is pride. Sometimes it's pride. You don't want people to know that thing about you. You don't want people to know the conditions that you're struggling with. So pride has robbed a lot of people from their purpose. Pride is an enemy of purpose. Pride blocks purpose. Pride gets in the way of purpose because actually humility releases your purpose. You know, lowering yourself. John the Baptist said, I did decrease so that he can increase. I'm going to get out of the way so he can have his way. And so sometimes you're going to say, I got a problem. I need people to know this. Help me. And so my pride is going to lower. I don't care what you think about me because God can't bless the fake me. The blessing is on the authentic me. The blessing is on the real me. The blessing is not on the counterfeit me. So some of you guys are trying to ask God to bless a person that doesn't even exist. Whoa. <laughs> you're trying to ask God to bless a person that, that doesn't exist. It's a fake person. It's a plastic person. It's a person that exists on Facebook and Instagram, but that person's not real. That person doesn't even exist. And you're trying to ask God to bless a version of you that doesn't even exist. And so you've got to say, no, bless the broken me. Bless the me that struggles. Bless the me. Come on. Bless the me that's going to come out with this thing. Okay. And so pride comes in a lot of different forms, but God wants you to get free. God wants you to get free from fear, the fear of man, the free fear of man's opinion by confessing your sins one to another. Man, I feel fire all over this. Would somebody just drop a fire emoji in the comments so I could see you now? 
A Christian is guaranteed glorification through scripture. This is Romans chapter eight, verse 30. I'm just dropping bricks today. Those who he predestined, he also called. Those who he called, he justified. Those who he justified, he glorified, right? According to Romans chapter five, verse one, justification is ours at the moment of faith, but that's not the same as sanctification. So you're justified at the moment of faith, but you're sanctified as you walk this walk out each step at a time. And so guess what? You say, I'm not who I used to be. Thank God, but I'm not who I'm supposed to be. To God be the glory. I'm gonna keep walking this thing out. This is why I have a global broadcast. This is why I beg you to subscribe. Not that you would become an audience, but that you'd become the army you're supposed to become. And the only way that we're gonna become this army is if we rise up together and say, I've got some things that need to be dealt with. And if I can't get them out of the closet, God can never take me to the stage. If I can't get the skeletons out of my closet, come on, I'm never gonna be effective on the stage. And so God wants to bring you into this place. He wants to graduate you. He wants to take you higher, but only if you'll choose to go lower first. Woo, come on now. This is good. So why do you struggle with secret sin? Well, I'm just gonna tell you a couple more reasons because we're going a little bit deeper. I'm trusting that you're sharing this broadcast with your friends. I'm trusting, I'm trusting that while I'm speaking fire, you're putting the word out and you're helping the world hear what most pastors are afraid to say. And it's simply this. I don't expect perfection now, but God does expect perfection. <laughs> but not in your own power, not in your own ability, but in his ability through you, his ability in you. Come on, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. You have the fruits of the spirit, love, patience, kindness, self-control. Those are not the fruits of the flesh. In other words, you can't do those things in your own power, but through his power, you can be a patient person if you're impatient. Come on, you could be a loving person if you're a bitter person because he'll soften the, the heart of stone. And guess what? That's how he makes it so that he still gets the glory. He gets the glory. Because you look at people and you say, man, this guy, Mike Signorelli, that they see re reaching millions of people online and preaching and flying out here, all that. Listen, he can't do it on his own. It's through greater he that is in Mike than he that is in the world. If God be for Mike, who can be against him? You just know I can't even give that guy glory because he's just a surrendered vessel. So if God can do it for me, what's he going to do for you? If he can do it through me, a trailer park raised, poverty stricken child, multiple abusive stepdads and divorces through my mom and all the madness I went through. If God can use me, he wants to use you greater. But the only way he's going to use you greater is if you choose to make him great instead of making yourself great. And you struggle with secret sin because you're trying to satisfy yourself with something other than Jesus. Man, guys, I'm going to give you a breather right now. I'm going to give you a chance to process what I'm saying. But you struggle with secret sin because you have made something else your savior. It's that simple. You struggle with, because you'll say, hey, God can't satisfy my sexuality righteously, so I'll satisfy my, my sexuality in a perverse way because my savior is pornography. That's what saves my sexuality. This, it's whatever you struggle with in secret sin is identifying your secret savior. Your secret savior is your secret, um, is pointing to your secret sin. Your secret sin is pointing to your secret savior. If you do drugs, you just are simply saying, I've got to get high to escape my mind because all the pain and all the things that I'm going through in my life, the only thing that can save me is alcohol. The only thing that can save me is drugs. So your secret sin is your secret savior. <laughs> Guys, I love you too much not to say this. This is such a word right now. 
I need everybody in the world hearing me say this to just smash the like button, smash the thumbs up, ride the algorithm wave right now. Get this thing to pump through people's algorithm. Get it to pump through their feed right now. Share it to every group you're a part of and get the word out there because you can't have more than one master because you'll love the one and you'll hate the other. You'll, you'll literally cause yourself to get into a position and as you get into a position, it's just like you, your secret savior will always win over your public savior. And that's why Jesus withdrew to a secret place to pray to God, because what he was simply saying was, I serve him privately and I serve him publicly. He's my master in behind the scenes and he's my master in front of people. Come on, somebody. And so you have to say, when nobody's watching, I'm praying, I'm seeking, I'm fasting, I'm reading. And when everybody's watching, I'm praying, I'm fasting and I'm, I'm watching. Come on. And who I am behind the scenes is who I am in front of everybody else. You got to get this in your spirit. I know this teaching has been so good, but I wanted to pause for a second because I want to connect with you. Go to MikeSignorelli.com. Tell me your story. Check out all these resources I have available for you. And would you consider financially partnering? It's because people say, I'm going to join my finances with this podcast that we're able to reach so many people around the world. And I'll tell you this, we are good soil to sow into. So I'll see you at MikeSignorelli.com. And thank you so much for your financial gift. Okay, let's jump back in. Now, here's the thing about salvation. You're going to hear a lot of discussions. Discussions is a euphemism for arguments among Christians about whether you can lose your salvation or not lose your salvation. But I don't want to go there. I just want to talk about what I've seen in practicality because you can go into the theology, but then you can miss the practicality. What I've seen as a pastor for years is people praying prayers, sinner prayers, filling out a connect card, joining every group the church has, showing up on Sunday, showing up for rehearsal, band practice. And I've seen people knowingly and willingly walk away. That's all. I'm just telling you what I've seen. And I'm, I, listen, I, have, I am not going to decide who's saved and who's not saved on this broadcast right now. What I am going to tell you is why it happens, okay? And why it happens is because people have secret sin. People have secret things they deal with. We live in a society right now where we're watching mega church pastors drop like flies because they were too afraid to be vulnerable enough to lose their job. The Bible says, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world yet you lose your soul? So it's like, okay, let me get this straight. Like I gain the whole world. Like I'm an Instagram influencer. I'm blue checkmark verified on everything. Everybody knows my name. I've preached the biggest platforms that you can preach online and in person. Millions of people love and adore me, but because I have a secret sin, I have a secret savior and it's all going to come crashing down. I gained the whole world, but I lost my soul. I lost my mind. I lost my emotions and I lost my will. And can, and so can I just tell you what God's doing in you is he is literally trying to build something in you right now that can sustain the weight of your purpose. He's trying to gain, he's trying to cause you to go in. He's trying to go inside. Some of you are like, why hasn't it happened yet? Why isn't God giving me my dreams? Because your dreams are idols right now. And when you make Jesus enough, when Jesus is sufficient, the only affirmation you need is Jesus. The only confirmation you need is Jesus. The only acceptance you need is Jesus. The only applause and hugs and, and, and love and adoration and praise you need is Jesus. Once Jesus becomes sufficient, your dreams that are currently in the form of an idol begin to transform into dreams and God will release them to you because he will trust you with them. 
And so God right now is trying to help somebody understand that, yeah, he called you to it. Yeah, he destined you. Yes, the prophet prophesied accurately. Yes, the preacher spoke in your life accurately. It's all going to come to pass. But by the time he gives it to you, he will never give it in the form of an idol. God will never give you the thing that you've been promised in the form of an idol. He will always give it to you in a form that you can sustain because he's enough. He's enough. And I hope that I break the internet with this word today. I hope you get free from this word today because secret sin, whatever you're sinning in that area, you are saying, Jesus, you're not enough yet. I haven't got a revelation of what you can do in my sexuality. I haven't got a revelation of what you can do in my mind. I haven't gotten a revelation of what you can do in my emotions. All of your secret sin is attached to a lack of revelation of who Jesus is. So this is what you need to understand is that as you increase in your revelation of who he is, you will increase in your revelation of who you are. And as you increase in your revelation of who you are, you will drop counterfeit identities connected to sins that you shouldn't be doing. Every single one of the sins that I was committing over all the years, I can look back and say that I didn't understand how good Jesus was in that area. I did not understand how good Jesus was in that area. I used to be an alcoholic. Now I drink the new wine of the Holy Ghost and I'll speak in tongues. I'll prophesy. I'll commune with him. I'll allow his love to be poured into me and through me. And I don't have, there is no drunkenness. There's no high. That can, I, that can match it because I've gotten a revelation of what it's like. The Bible says, seek me and you will find me. And so guess what? When you're an alcoholic, you seek alcohol. You seek it. I remember having to go to the store, having to find out when I was out of town, where's the liquor store? I seek it. If we sought the Lord, like we sought the liquor store, well, I've never been a drug addict. I've never done drugs. Alcohol was a thing that I struggled with. But if you're a drug addict, drug addicts seek drugs. They don't, it doesn't matter where they go. They'll go to Jamaica. They're seeking drugs. They'll go to another country. They'll be in Cancun seeking drugs, trying to find a dealer. If you sought drug, if you sought God, like you sought drugs, what would happen? What would happen? It says, seek me and you will find me. People seek casinos. They're literally, oh, what time, time am I, where can I gamble? Can I gamble at the bar? Can I gamble at the, is there a boat close by? If you sought sin, if you sought your savior, like you seek your sin, you would be free already. I'm telling you, and sometimes you got to pray for five minutes. Sometimes you got to pray for five hours. Sometimes you got to pray for five days. Sometimes you got to pray for five months. Sometimes you got to say pray for five years. And God is sick and tired of us being babies in the spirit realm. And we have secret sin in our life because we want to solve a 50-year problem with a five-year prayer. Sometimes we got to be willing to go in and say, God, I'm going to seek you for five years if I've got to. And if I don't feel any chills, if I don't get any goosebumps, bumps. If I don't get any tangible experience, I'm going to go in for five years straight without feeling anything because my emotions are not an indicator of whether or not you're here. And I'm going to go in and God's calling us, calling us, calling us, calling us to go deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. And so secret sin is just simply a way of saying, get down deep into what God's calling you to do. Get down deep into your purpose. And you deal with these secret sins for this reason. Come on. 
I'll just tell you straight up, people will spend hours and hours on dating apps, meeting somebody, talking to them, going through this extravagant process just for momentary pleasure sexually. If you sought the Lord with the same fervency, the same tenacity that you seek a hookup, you would have already found him. Come on now, somebody. If people sought Jesus like they sought a hookup, they will sign up for a dating app. They'll pay for the dating app. They'll pay for subscriptions. A preacher, a pastor asks you to sow into their ministry and they're mortified. They're like, I can't believe they would ask me to sow into their ministry. All these preachers want is money, but you'll take people out to for dinner just so you can get sex. You'll pay money for people. You got subscriptions to pornography sites and you'll pay for that. You'll condemn somebody who's asking you to sow into their ministry. And if you sought the Lord the way you sought all these other things, you would literally be free already. I know this is a hard word, but I'm just telling you guys straight up. This is the, I've come to tell you the truth today. Jesus told that woman, just go and sin no more. To most pastors in America, they would never preach like Jesus. They would say, go and hide your secret sin they, because I'm hiding mine too. They would say, go they would say, go and, uh, you know, go and just work out your sin a little bit at a time and hopefully you'll get a little bit better. Jesus' standard was, I just saved your life. You should have been stoned to death and go and sin no more. And I believe there's something inside of me that says, man, God wants to call you up. He's not calling you out. He's calling you up to the higher levels. And if you will step into that, if you'll say, you know what, Pastor Mike, I don't need to hear another word. You're right. It's time to wake up. I asked you guys how you like your coffee earlier in this broadcast because I'm giving you just a good shot of caffeine to wake you up. And I'm just telling you guys straight up, God loves you. He loves you so much. He sent his son Jesus to save you. And his son Jesus lived his entire life spotless, without sin, blameless, never sinned in any way. And he became the perfect sacrifice for your sins. He doesn't have to send another son. He doesn't have to, and the son doesn't have to die again. Uh, he did it once and for all. And so what we say in response to that is, Lord, may we live a life that is worthy of the suffering of the lamb. May we live a life that says, I'm not asking you to die again, Jesus. I'm not asking for another prophetic word. I'm not, I'm not, I don't need the milk anymore. I want, I literally want the meat now. I'm ready to step in. I believe sinners are coming home. The backsliders are coming home. I believe that this broadcast is to wake somebody up. It's to tell somebody your secret sin is pointing to a secret savior. You need to forsake that savior and you need to surrender to the true and only living God, Jesus. On the other side of that, you're going to see provision, blessings, and you're going to see God do with your life what you didn't think was ever even possible before, y'all. And I just want to say this, because you need, I need you to understand like how the Lord works, okay? In the, in the world, you could be rich or poor, but as a disciple, you're blessed. That's neither rich nor poor. It means that you'll receive the provision that you need for your purpose and your assignment, the world's all worried about, am I rich or am I poor? No, you're blessed. You've got the favor of God on you. You're establishing his kingdom on earth. You're neither rich nor poor. You're blessed. There's this middle ground. There's this third way. There's this sacred path that the Lord's trying to call you into right now. And the Lord is really, really trying to, to show you like not to be thinking like the way that the world thinks, that the that Jesus is taking you on this journey to be a disciple, to know him, to experience him, to understand his ways. And his ways are not our ways, okay? 
And God needs to really begin to help you to understand that he's trying to install the mind of Christ. You were redeemed in a moment, but going through a process, you're going to have to bring every thought captive and you're literally going to have to surrender it to Christ so that Christ actually, his mind is implanted in your mind. Come on, you spent, some of you got saved at the age of 20, 15 years old, 25, 35, 45, 55 years old. You went years and years and years by being programmed by the way of the world. So you've got to bring down all those strongholds, all those filthy, stinking thoughts, and then you've got to make them subject to Christ and say, God, install your mind in my mind. Okay. And I just want you guys to know that that's the process that we go through. Okay. All right. Listen, secret sin. I want you to do this right now. We're going to do this together. What before this video is over right now, we're going to pray together. I'm going to lead you in a prayer. You're not going to have to walk away wondering where you stand. You're like, right now you're going to be able to say, I made that decision. I got it out. I'm done. God, I heard you clear as day. This video was a divine appointment. I felt like I should have watched it and I watched it. I felt like I should have subscribed. I felt like I should have been a part and I, I was obedient. And now you got to this point. Now what? Let me just tell you, I'm going to tell you what's, what's going to happen. We're going to pray together. So I want you to just pray with me. If you need to borrow my words, just say, I'm Heavenly Father, I repent. Forgive me of my sins. Come on, say it wherever you're watching this. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me clean by your blood. I give you my secret sins. I turn everything over to you. Any counterfeit, come on, just say it. Any counterfeit that I've replaced you with. I give this to you now, God. Jesus, you are enough. Come on, tell him you are enough, Jesus. You are my savior. And I thank you that I am saved. In Jesus' name, come on, say amen, amen. Come on, if you just prayed that prayer, I want you to say in, in the chat, that's me. I just prayed that prayer, amen. Come on, show me in the comments. I wanna see how many of you made that decision with me right now. Come on, I know there's some of you that need deliverance. You need freedom because you feel like God is setting you free right now. One of the other reasons that we struggle with secret sin is because there are demons that we need to be delivered of. And I'm not playing games. Jesus delivered demonized people all the time. There are people even in the chat saying, I'm throwing up now, I'm coughing now, I'm sneezing, I'm manifesting. Things are beginning to happen. Why? Because if you leave that secret sin door open, it turns into a curse that turns into demonic bondage. It turns into something that needs to be dealt with on that level. And I want you to understand that God came through Jesus so that you can be completely and totally free. Now, I know that people around the world prayed that prayer. I want to give you some good news right now. You are free from secret sin because you publicly confessed, you publicly prayed, you got it out, and today is a new beginning for you. Well, we are coming to the end of yet another incredible time together. Every Monday, every Wednesday, and Friday at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, I am posting a new podcast so that you can be equipped and learn and grow. And you know, if you got this far, you may want additional mentorship and you may want to connect with me on a deeper level, which is why I have the Breakthrough Community. If you visit MikeSignorelli.com or BreakthroughTeaching.com, you can become a monthly financial partner for $27 a month or $297 for the entire year, you can come into the Breakthrough Community. We do monthly Zooms. Yes, monthly Zooms. It's wild. People from all over the world are there. 
including prophetic seminars and teachings that literally are banned on other platforms. All of it's waiting for you, including a private Facebook group with all of the other Breakthrough community members. So again, go to MikeSignorelli.com or BreakthroughTeaching.com and become a monthly partner. I can't wait to see you there and I will see you in the next podcast episode.